Alright, Kirk, man, it's on you, bro. I I can't come on. Brothers and sisters. Before I die, I got it.
This is Tanika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word. You are tuned in to Walk in Truth Radio with none other than Pastor Jay. Remember about his encouraging word, his real talk weekend, and never forget to tune in every chance you get for his amazing Dig Deeper Bible study and help you grow in your faith, help you grow in the knowledge of the Lord so you can be a stronger Christian and have your foundation really anchored in the word. So remember to be blessed, motivated, and inspired, and you all enjoy today's message from Pastor Jay. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast with your Real Talk Weekend Thought. I don't know how long this is going to go, but if you go to my Facebook page, James Sutton II, I did a post on Friday saying that I could understand why people think American Christianity is crap. Yeah, I really do. I understand why it's crap. I gave a brief story, which I have many stories. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, I would encourage you to go get the um, documentary. You can order it on YouTube and other places. The American Gospel. And take a look at that. That's a real good documentary uh, about the American Gospel, which is a bunch of crap. And I can understand why nobody wants to join the crap because it's putrid, it's dangerous, poisonous, and lethal to the psychological and spiritual well-being of most peoples. 
of all people who, who believe in that crap. Um, you can tell I'm kind of passionate about it. And I'm not going to rant, but I'm going to rave. It's 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 so putrid that you can't see the good churches. You can't see the good believers. We get all lumped in one to another. I was talking to a fellow podcaster who was talking to somebody across uh, the seas and uh, I think it was either Iran or Iraq or, and they, the person was asking questions about Christianity and this person was an atheist and this person said they didn't believe in God and say don't you believe that God is going to give you money don't you believe that God is going to make you well don't you believe that God is going to do all this superficial material stuff for you as a Christian Excuse me. And she said, absolutely not. And that person didn't know where to go from that because what they have seen in Christianity is what we see on television. What's being imported is our TV evangelists, our Benny Hens, our Creflo Dollars, our TD Jakes, our Joel Osteens, our Joyce Myers, and so on and so forth. And I know I may be stepping on the toes of some of your favorite TV evangelists, but really, what have they really done for you? What have they really done for you? And how much money have you sent them instead of supporting your local church? That's on you, but let's get back to this. I'm having too many experiences with with so-called believers and Christian believers where they just simply cannot function as normal people dealing with other people in this world. God is always talking to them telling them stuff that is very useless and superficial, like what color shoes to put on, what to wear to work. Uh, there's a bird in the sky. Uh, there's a sunset, a moon, all this stuff that's just God. God told me to look up and look at the clouds and then get some kind of interpretation on that. Man, that's mysticism and borderline witchcraft, touching in the green, putting your hands on stuff. Y'all getting around stuff and walking around stuff. To, to, and it's always to maintain or to achieve some kind of material blessing. Saying stuff like poverty is a spirit. Poverty is not a spirit. Poverty is real. Poverty is, is tangible. And poverty, poverty is relative. We are bankrupt in spirit, but there's a bankrupt in, 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 in real life too. Those who don't know Jesus Christ, but it's the charlatans and the foolishness and, the, and those who are seeking to deceive that are being um, financially supported, um, sought after. So the Bible's true in this last day, the people are going to insist that they raise up these teachers and these preachers and these prophets and these apostles and all these other heavy titled people to deceive them. They are enjoying the deception. And the only problem is that they're pulling people who are gen genuinely searching for the truth into the vacuum with them. And about the time to which they come up out of the ether they have already been indoctrinated into mysticism witchcraft and lord knows what 
just simply, it's just a bunch of crap. It's not the gospel, which is the power of, now think about this. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power unto salvation. We're not giving people the power because we know that people desire what's in their flesh. They want to be rich. They want to be well. They want to be be known. So we play into that. And I'm not saying me, because I don't. But we're all lumped together, so you'll figure it out. They play into that. And then what you produce is this schizophrenic, misguided, unspiritual, hellbound soul because Jesus even said in Matthew that there will be people said that they did all the right stuff but he said I never knew you because you come to Christ without repentance you come to Christ without being broken hearted you may be broken your wallet and you want something in your wallet but you're not coming because you have decided that if you don't if if you don't meet the true savior you don't even believe you need a savior you just want somebody to take care of you and you base your relationship on God on how much he does for you in this conversation uh, the fellow podcaster did a good job of defending the faith but this person really believed it's, in America it's about that then she had another person come on talking about I tried God and he didn't do nothing for me well see this is the thing which God did you try? Oh, you want the God that's going to get you out of every situation, that's going to give you what you want, that's going to pull you through, give you a breakthrough, all those buzzwords that are really tied to our flesh. And when the God of the Bible didn't, you say you tried God. If you really think about it, Jesus came to save souls. The story at the pool of Bethesda, there were many people sick there and he focused on one man. He reigns on the just and unjust alike. He will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. Affliction and human affliction is a part of the human experience to turn us to God. He provided us, provided us a way of escape by believing in what he done at the cross. But it does not mean that it's going to change your economic, educational, social, or political status in the world. If you notice when Jesus came, he never ever struck, turned a rich person into a poor person and a poor person into a rich person. Look at the story of Philemon with Paul. Onesimus was asked to go back to Philemon as a slave but more so as a brother. We are all equal in Christ Jesus but as long as we're in this world you're going to have poor with you. But isn't the kingdom about things that are above? And whatever lot in life that you have you have to live it out and don't look to that person who has material wealth, wealth as an example of God's love to the point you believe God doesn't love you because you're poor. 
And the rich person, God gives him a higher responsibility to look after the poor with the riches that he gave him. But they don't. The American gospel is all me, mine, I. And if I can convince and find enough people to buy into the crap of the American gospel, then I'll be well taken care of. Because these preachers tell them, you can do what I do. All you have to do is have enough faith. Faith in who? Faith in them. And maybe 10 out of the hundreds that follow them and pay them, you would get 10 to follow you and pay you, but you need to keep paying me. It's a gangster game. And I can understand why people are running away from churches. It's, it, you just don't know what you're going into. So I, so this is what I would say. This, this is how I react. If you're truly seeking God and you want to know about God, find a good Bible study to go to, a good church that teaches Bible study. I'm not talking about a mini service. I'm not talking about something with some praise breaks. I'm talking about something that does line by line, verse by verse, explaining the scripture in context. That's what you need to do. And sit. Don't join the church on an emotional sermon. Don't get all caught up in the politics of the church. Are they sound biblical church? Don't worry about if they have five people or a hundred person choir. That's all flesh. But what are they teaching? Are they empowering the people to live by the scriptures under the power of the Holy Spirit for themselves? Or is the leadership creating a vacuum to which everything needs to be funneled through them? Every aspect of the congregant's life. That sets up pastor worship. That sets up Jim Jones drink the Kool-Aid type of uh, a relationship. Where everything is about the pastor. With Jesus being thrown in there every now and then. Are the people genuinely friendly or is it just that Christian face? Sorry, my bronchitis kicked in. But yeah, is, is, are people friendly? Genuinely friendly. And the only way you can tell that if you go there a couple of times. And see how they deal with each other. Are they reaching out to other people in their community? And not just family members? Are they consistent in whatever ministry they have that serves other people? Is the, the spirit of service and sacrifice in the church. That's 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 God's church. And I'm not saying you it's not it's not about the size of the church. It could be a big church, a small church, a mega church. It, 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 that is something that you choose on your own. But I'm saying the quality and the character and the commitment of the church to do God's work. To go out and preach the gospel to a dying world. Not all these committees, not the cake bake committee and the and the children's committee and the, all of that is fine. But are they learning the gospel? The gospel that 
they could drop you anywhere in the world and you could preach it. Not the American gospel. Because what would be the point of me going to preach a gospel about cars and wealth and airplanes and you drop me in the middle of the jungle where some people may not even see an airplane but it go over and they think it's a bird. Fine clothes and linen where there may be a people that many people that don't even have shoes. Let alone maybe not even any food. But the true gospel, the power of salvation, and that there's a God that looks beyond their circumstance of their life. And he says, you need me. And I'm willing to be here for you and help you endure on this earth. But whatever you don't have, I have it for you in abundance on the other side. And you live out this life not worrying about tomorrow, but doing everything for God that loved you enough to give you eternity. That's the gospel. It's not American gospel. It's the gospel. So we got to learn how to, to deliver the gospel. You know, most people say that they're saved and they can't even tell you about their own salvation. So how are they saved and they know nothing about their salvation? I'm not talking about the time, the moment. But they can tell you, some of them can tell you that, but after that, explain to me what has happened to you. And a lot of times it's very superficial. But it's never anything in the realm of a sovereign, loving God deciding to reach down and open my eyes and reveal himself to me and allow me to choose. And I could not resist because what I saw in him was so beautiful and so awesome. And I had to repent. And he forgave me and raised me up and picked me up and cleaned me up. And now I'm, now I'm compelled by his love to go and tell people about him and learn how to reason with everyone and give a word about Jesus, not about cars, not about your new job, not about a prophet, a prophet, a prophet that's profiting off of you. A church that really cares about those who are impoverished in the spirit and bankrupt in their soul. Maybe that's too boring, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe that's really too boring for, for most people. They want flashing excitement, people running around. None of the principles that Paul laid down are being adhered to. It's just a free-for-all. Putting oil on everything, water on, on everything, running here, running there, touching here, touching there, casting spells, using the Bible and its, and its chapters and verses as if that means something not understanding that that was not the original way it was written with chapters and verse. That's a, that's a westernized thing to help you uh, stay focused. Bouncing between the old covenant and new covenant, melding the two together, and it just don't make sense. Talking about angels, when why would you need the lesser when you have the greater supposedly within you, the Holy Spirit? who governs angels. Think about this. He said, you will judge angels. You know why? Because you're the body of Christ. So why would you need the lesser? 
So these are the things that I understand, man. Crap. Simply put, crap. I mean, I could say some other adjectives, but the American gospel is crap. This, this, um, charisma, uh, false teaching. It's just, it's just crap. And intrinsically, I, I don't know why, but if the Bible's true to say that the people will raise up teachers, their false teachers with these tick by, that tickles their ears, they know that it's crap. They know. In Romans, it talked about the people worshiping the creation more than the creator hiding their truth in their unrighteousness. You know. But this message is really for the people who know and is warning for you, God will not be mocked. And for those who are seeking, there are some good churches, some good pastors, some good congregations out here. And you might ask me the age-old question, well, why does church folk do what they do? Because church folk are still sinners saved by grace through faith, which is not of their own, but a free gift from God. It's, it's, no man can boast. Meaning that God is still working them. They're a work in progress. And sometimes the people you think are saved aren't saved. Simply put. It's not about losing your salvation. It's about making sure that you saved. And if you're saved, you're saved to the uttermost. And now you begin the path of sanctification. And that, you know, not, not knowing the difference between that and sanctification and melding those two together. Get people confused. Your sanctification is the process to holiness that we're all on and wherever we fall short we have grace it's as simple and as complicated as that but we don't want to tell people that we want to control them with mysticism and spookiness and, and turn around and jump up and down and put your finger in your ear and go bark like a dog go eat some grass that's crazy people going to church now and sitting on the best part of their mind for two hours, three hours, a couple of times a week, and they're getting fed a bunch of crap, something that will is making them emotionally, mentally, and spiritually schizophrenic. They are worshiping idols and believing these things that are part of the creation. It can really do something for them. And they're following people who just want to have people to follow them so they can be important. And everybody's after a title. And the roles of males and females have been twisted, thrown out the window, reversed. And what God has said don't make a difference. They use whatever scripture they use to prove their point. But there's always a scripture that will show opposite of what they proved, what they said. So that means that what they think is not true. 
The Bible is harmonious. If there's any discrepancy, it's in your understanding and of context. It's not the scripture. So people are lost now. Well-intended people and the wolves in sheep's clothing are devouring the people and using up their resources, their youth, their time, and all of that in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, some of these people don't care because they don't really believe in God because God has not poured his wrath out on them. But it's coming. As sure, my, as sure as I'm talking to you, it's coming. So, I'm done. This is real talk. You can respond back to me at uh, Walk in Truth Ministries at Yahoo. Walk in Truth Ministries at Yahoo. All one word. Uh, Sutton. S-U-T-T-O-N-968 at Gmail. Or you can go to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church uh, Facebook page and hit me on Messenger or my personal Facebook page and hit me on Messenger. Check out the podcast Walk in Truth Radio on uh, Anchor, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, um, 13 different platforms I'm on. Um, so just check it out. Google Podcast. So just feel free to check it out. Always, you know, I look forward to your comments, whether you agree with me or not. But I'm just trying to give you the real deal. And remember, I'm going to say this one more time. Just as much as I've raved, there are some good churches. There are some good pastors. There are some good teachers. There are some good Bible studies. There are some people who are sincere about teaching you about the God of the Bible. And they're not trying to take your money. They just want you to learn so you can have a successful life. And I'm not talking about materially. I'm talking about where you can navigate your life. My job as a pastor is to get you not to depend upon me, but to teach you how to fish for yourself. And then when I teach you how to fish for yourself, you can go fishing for others. That's the model. He said, if I be if my if I be lifted up, Jesus, I will draw all men unto me. So my job is to teach you how to bear your cross and lift his cross up. And tell people how God is blessing you to bear the cross of your life. That's what I do. That's what I teach. There's no big I's and little U's. We are all equal in Jesus. This is Pastor Jay Walking Truth Radio Podcast. Always want you to be encouraged, be blessed. If you happen to be in the St. Louis metropolitan area, please feel free to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue. That's W-A-L-L-I-S Avenue. Overland, Missouri, 63114. That's a suburb of St. Louis. Our Bible studies are held in the same place on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. 
and 7 p.m. Right now, we're in, uh, taking a break from necessary scripture, but I have some uh, documentaries that we're showing, and we're in a book called What Time is Purple? You can purchase that book for free. Just pay for postage at wretched, uh, wretched.com and go into the shop shopping section and purchase that book. So we'll be teaching and broadcasting uh, the teachings from that book. Uh, we've already started. So please uh, check us out. Real Talk Weekend, Bible Studies, Encouraging Word Every Day on Anchor Radio especially. So I just want to thank you for listening and taking the time. And again, share this, pass it on to your friends, discuss it. Be real with each other, love each other, and encourage each other. And please, by all means, don't fool each other. Peace.